When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. everyone we are back with another episode of the undead walking podcast i'm your host sarah beth pollock and i'm here again with adam b carlson and it is valentine's day sunday night well it's technically valentine's day for me i believe it's after valentine's day for adam true true so we're, we're technically so the, the embargo for these these episodes the the walking dead bonus episodes lifts on midnight uh eastern time so we're we're kind of in this this weird i don't know mysterious gray area where i'm allowed to talk about it and adam hasn't seen the episodes so we're just going to kind of have a a really vague we're going to channel our scott m gimbal and have a really vague conversation where we reveal nothing and adam asks questions about things that i can't answer and i don't know we'll go from there and uh adam's all bundled up right now what's the, t- where, where in the world are you and, and what's your temperature at the moment? Well, I, uh, I'm in pretty much as close to Canada as you can get in terms of, uh, in terms of Michigan. It, if I were to swim across Lake Superior, which uh, you couldn't swim right now, I mean, I could probably ice skate, but uh, yeah, it would be, it'd be a long haul, but that's how far north I am. And uh, things are a little chilly right now. I'm checking my phone just to see, and right now it says it's negative 10. Oh, just changed to negative 11. Feels like negative 23, so I'm happy staying indoors with my kitties and, and just relaxing. Maybe have a nice warm bowl of soup. Yeah, see, um, I'm the exact opposite, because here in, in San Diego, I can actually quite literally look out my window and see Mexico. So I've, I'm on the other, the polar opposite, pun intended. Uh, and it is a very chilly 58 degrees where I am. I'm kind of in hibernation <laughs> mode already where I just, I, I don't know. I, I know I'm not, it's not negative. I, 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 I know 50 it's something negative. in shorts and sandals. Come on now. No, I'm, I'm bundled. I'm in sweats and I'm cold. <laughs> and I, I like, if it gets below 60, I, I am a native San Diegan. Okay. So like I, if it gets below 60. I start getting into like chill mode. And basically what that means is like, I turn into like a five-year-old and I just want to get under the covers with a stuffed animal or a cat or a space heater and just get warm. Like I get cold really easily. I live by the water. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm, I'm cold, but I'm not as cold as you are. And um, so for that, I apologize because 
I don't mind it. I, I'm happy to be here instead of the 110 in the summer. So you can keep that. I don't want to. I don't want any of that. <laughs> yeah, I know that is that is the trade off. And um, the the although I will say I think I'm the weird one in the family because I will take the heat over the cold any day. You're and crazy. I think I'm the only one in my family who feels that way. But when I get cold, I get cold, and I don't like it. So that, and would you rather have a frozen zombie or a sweaty zombie? I, I mean, I know zombies got to be sweating in that heat, right? Oh, you know, I think at that point it gets down to the smell. I, I don't know if they. I mean, <laughs> do zombies sweat? I mean, do they even have like sweat glands anymore? Like they probably fell out. I mean, they can drool, right? We've seen that. I, that's true. That's true. Those things are capable of just about anything, but. I would think the stench, I think I would take a frozen zombie over a, a sweaty, stinky zombie any day. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I can already imagine what that must be like. And I just, I, yeah, I, I don't think I would want to do that. Just wait, they'll come out with some sort of flavored <laughs> Skittles for that soon. Oh, God. Those are what you give to like. <laughs> I've never tried those zombie Skittles, but I, I don't think I want to. Yeah, I, I, I'm not good with flavors either. I'm a very, <laughs> I'm a very sensitive palate. Very sensitive. I'm just a sensitive person, I guess. I'm a cancer. That's what cancers are. We're crabs. We just stay in our little house shells and in our little temperate house shells and <laughs> don't eat weird things that taste funny because that just defies logic. But my sister just brought me over a bunch of weird. Uh pickle flavored candy canes that I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to sample. You know, pickle flavored candy canes. That is, a, um, that's interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. Definitely is. Well, you know, the walking dead will be back in a couple of weeks and, uh, maybe you can use those as, as party favors pickles so that your, your, your face is adequately puckered as you watch the zombies eating brains or something. Cause that just strikes me as a, Ugh, pickles <laughs> pickles and, and mustard uh, those are two things i just can't can't deal with i like those things but not as candy condiment wise not as candy and not as condiments i'm, I'm i have like i said i have a very sensitive palate <laughs> so now that we've both established that we are are very chilly in our respective locations um it is Valentine's Day, and I do want to give a shout out to the lovely Denai Guerrera. It's her birthday today. and um, Isn't she God, fantastic, I though? I miss Michonne a lot. Oh, she is, she's wonderful. She is wonderful. And I'm, I'm so glad that she is doing, that, that Denai is doing so well. And, and um, I mean, she, there's nothing she does that isn't just fantastic. It's true. So at least we get to enjoy her elsewhere. But I do miss Michonne. Also, I do want to give a little shout out to my sister who also has her birthday on Valentine's Day, which is pretty cool. Uh, we didn't do anything to celebrate this year, but hopefully we will figure something out once things calm down a bit. And I know that phrase gets used a lot, but <laughs> hopefully it will happen eventually. Yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, that it's funny you mention that because I am um, being in, in Southern California. There's not a lot you can do with um you know, with the pandemic being as bad as it is, and especially up in LA. So a lot of, one of the only things you can do is drive at this point, you know, you can go on car rides and stay in your car. And so I've gone all over the place. And um, 
just on Thursday, I decided that I wanted to go to Palm Springs because I've never been to Palm Springs. I've always wanted to go, but I've just, I didn't realize it was only like 120 something miles away. And on my way, I ran into the Cabazon dinosaurs. And if you don't know what those are, if you've ever seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I have. And I, I, when you shared photos of those, that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, yeah. So those are the dinosaurs and they're decorated for Valentine's Day. So of course I had to stop and I just got completely, I, I turned in again, I turned into a five-year-old and I was so excited <laughs> to see the dinosaurs that I paid to go into the dinosaur, like little walk around thing. I was the only adult there by myself with no kids. There were kids everywhere. And I was just, I was just having the best time looking at the I'm dinosaurs. glad that didn't stop you though. Just do your thing, have oh, fun. That's what it's no all way. about. Yeah. If they had a pink dinosaur at him, I had to go. Like, I mean, what am I really gonna do? A pink brontosaurus and a giant green T-Rex with be mine wearing a tuxedo. Of course I'm gonna stop and see it and you know, freak out a little bit. So see that's the kind of stuff they should have been discovering on the, the earlier episodes of Fear of the Walking Dead, just coming across cool little situations like that. Be great. I mean, and there's a casino like right next door, so they could have taken that. Could have been the resort instead of being in Rosarito. They could have been at that casino next to the dinosaurs, <laughs> and and you can even and they even have it to where you can go up inside the T Rex, and you could use that as a as a uh, like an out an outlook where you could shoot zombies from the mouth of the T Rex. Ooh, that would yeah. See, I've never really been down by the California or Atlanta way, but. You know, if I was transitioning into that, things that I know in like Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan, it'd it'd be like knocking over the biggest ball of twine and having it run over some walkers. I mean, I want to see that. I want to see that. Yeah. I I think the regional flair is something that we should all aspire (laughs) to in the show. I mean, that's, that's, that's what those things are there for. I mean, space, look at the Seattle Space Needle. I mean, the, the London Eye, that big Ferris wheel thing, like people could yeah. be shooting zombies from that. Like that's that's what these things are there for, <laughs> for zombies. Absolutely. Well, hopefully with Tales of the Walking Dead that will, uh, maybe they'll catch up. Maybe they'll, um, maybe, the, you know, maybe Scott M. Gimple is listening to this podcast saying, hey, those are really great ideas and we're going to use some of them. <laughs> and uh you know, a little excitement wouldn't be, wouldn't be bad, um, which is a, a very interesting segue into to kind of the reason that we're here tonight, because it is, uh, because it is the 15th, and it is the day that the embargo lifts on the first two episodes of the uh, extended season 10C. Um, Adam has not seen these episodes. I saw them. I'm not even really sure what they are. I, one of them, I think, is a Maggie episode. Like Maggie-centric, maybe. I don't know. And uh, I'm sure yeah, one of them so- is one of the Carol and Daryl episodes. At least one of them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I actually, I do have the uh, the episode descriptions here. So we can kind of get on this same page with those. So episode 1017. This is the one that's going to, it's the the premiere uh, that would be on February 28th. And if you have AMC Plus, it'll be on the 21st, which is weird. But the first episode is a week early. 
And then I think there's the preview show. The Talking Dead preview show is also on the 21st. So lots of Walking Dead coming up next week. Yeah. Um, so episode 1017, it's, uh, the title is Home Sweet Home. And the description is Maggie has returned to the dismay of Negan. The trial she endured since leaving has made it has made it her harder. Has made her harder. Okay, that doesn't make sense. The trial she endured since leaving has made her harder in order for her to and her son to survive. I think there's an it missing from that sentence. No, no, it's hardened her up. She's tougher now. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess guess, maybe. Yeah. Although it doesn't seem like she would need to be toughened up when she left with Georgie's group because they looked like they had everything pretty much under control and were pretty organized and group with not a lot of issues. So maybe some tragedy hit there or something. But I'll be one of the first to say that I'm not super psyched to see what's been going on with Maggie. Uh, When she left the show, I I didn't miss the character a ton. And now that she's come back, uh, even during the episode when she made her return, I wasn't like super excited for that return either. I am interested to see what, you know, Glenn's baby's up to. Mm-hmm. how that ev- evolution has happened, uh, who the cool ninja person is that was with her. Mm-hmm. Learn a little bit more there, because maybe that's a good character. You never know. But uh, Maggie, to me, is going to have to earn the way back into my walking dead heart, because right now I'm not really feeling it. But maybe this episode will do the trick. Yeah, yeah. Well, the second, so this is the one... Um this is the one uh the 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 description finishes up with when her her past catches up to her daryl and maggie unexpectedly fight an unseen and unknown threat this is the uh the episode i don't think it's spoiling it because it's in the it's in the trailer but uh, it's the only one that has as far as i know because if, if you read the descriptions they're pretty clear on who's in those episodes um but the conversation that you see in the trailer where she's you know she's talking about herschel um, asking about Glenn and what happened to Glenn and if the bad man was punished and she doesn't know how to deal with that. That's all kind of this episode because that's what this episode is. So, you know, it's one of those, those instances in, in my mind where a lot of that, a lot of those punches were kind of revealed in the trailer, a lot in the trailer. Um, my initial impression uh and I guess I want to temper this a little bit because obviously, you know, take a step back and say that, you know, these were, these were filmed. This was the first, these, these were the first episodes filmed during the pandemic. Right. Um, they were kind of a trial. Uh, you can definitely see that. You see a lot of, of cut scenes, you know, with camera work that's, that's behind people, you know, where the camera's behind somebody looking towards somebody. So, you know, that there's six feet of space. There's, there's very creative doesn't doesn't let up on any of the action i mean there's there's not as many walkers but there's still walkers there's still some really brilliant walker kills um there's a lot of action but it doesn't have the feel of a premiere and i don't think it was meant to to be honest so i did i want to kind of temper that because watching it it feels the the two episodes i saw and the thing that they have in common is that they both feel like they're middle episodes 1017 is like just a regular episode with a bunch of people. Uh, 1018 feels more like a bottle episode where it's it's centered on just, you know, two people. 
but uh, they're not, you know, so this isn't like an explosive season premiere type situation, not at all, which I think is kind of interesting because I think a lot of people are going to watch it and have that kind of sense of like, well, this didn't really feel like it was that big of a deal. Like, you know, it's just kind of Maggie's story. But um, if you're not really into Maggie, does this episode have something else for you to enjoy? Yes. Um, you know, one of the things I saw in a lot of the comments and, and if, if you look at the pictures uh, that were released that are on the Walking Dead social media uh, site, there's a bunch of other characters. So you mentioned Elijah, the, the ninja, who's, you know, who's a mysterious character. Um, and then there's a couple of other pe- people that have popped up in photos. You do get to meet other people and hopefully these people stick around because they're kind of interesting. So, so you get to meet some people. Um, you kind of, you do get a sense of what's been going on. Now, when you say that, a sense of what's going on. And kind of what's been going on. Are you talking well, about in yeah. terms of her personal journey or in terms of what is happening with the other settlement where she was? Both. Oh, okay. All right. Both. I don't think that, uh, I, I don't think that, that that gives anything away. And, and um, well, you do get, I mean, she does fill in the gaps. And, and I, will, I will say this, between the two episodes, this episode feels more like what a season 11 episode would have been because it's a natural, uh, you know, Maggie just showed up all of a sudden in the season finale. And that was kind of like, oh, wow, you know, great, she's here. You needed to have some kind of a follow-up to that. In order right. for the episode, for, you know, for her appearance to work, to get back into it. So this is very much that, and and I very you definitely get a sense of Maggie's back, and um, you know, this is why she's back, and this is where she's been. Now, and this is what's been going on. Can you comment on whether this back is a permanent back? Uh you don't, you don't, you don't get that sense, but. I didn't get the sense of it not being permanent, if that makes sense. Like they, they don't come out, there's no <laughs> point where they're like, this is, this is it. But at the same time, you don't get a sense of like, well, this is, this is. This is just it. a visit. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely not a visit. It's more than a visit. Um, and I feel, like I said, if, if my instinct is correct, this episode would have been a very perfect fit or season 11 to open up some bigger things that that will happen later on okay so there is there's is a lot going on and um there you do get to you do uh see little herschel and because he's in this he's in the pictures and he's in the he's in the you know behind the scenes stuff so i mean herschel was bound to show go up somewhere so you know so if you were to like guess or i guess i'm bad with the timeline if we think about how long it's been since Maggie's been gone, I'm not even really sure how old that would make baby Herschel. Well, he would be like, if you think about it in terms of Judith, when Negan was holding Judith in season seven, she was probably like just about two, maybe just under two. Yeah. Right? She was older than one, less than two. And Maggie was still pregnant. So he's probably just maybe a year or so behind behind Judith, but he could be the exact same age as, or not the exact same age, but he could be closer in age to RJ. 
Okay. Timeline wise, because if Michonne was pregnant when Rick left and Maggie was pregnant when Rick left, she would have been right behind Maggie because Maggie was just barely showing and then, then Michonne wasn't because we didn't know she was pregnant at the time. Because if I'm being honest, I've already seen a conversation between Maggie and Negan, and I don't need to see much more of that. I, I, that doesn't really interest me so much. But if there's some kind of conversation between Herschel and Negan where Negan has to kind of explain to him what happened to his dad, now that could be something that is a little bit more harder to navigate. Mm-hmm. And that would, uh, that, uh, yeah, it would be. It would be. And I think more than anything, I think that it is slightly misleading. I mean, I think that, so what struck, what strikes me as odd about this episode with Maggie is that, you know, she does, she does come back and for her, and it, it's not, it's not that it's odd, but for her, she is ever, every bit as upset about Negan now as she was then, which is completely justified, right? Sure. What's odd is that everybody else is is different. Everyone else is in a different place because Negan has done things and, and kind of shown his value, even though he was the one who was with the Whispers when they destroyed Hilltop. Yeah, but that also opens up other questions too, like uh, did they ever show what happened with the fallout from him when he accidentally hit the girl and she died against the side of the house or when he went off in the woods with Brandon and Brandon ended up dead. I mean, there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered in terms of Negan and they've all kind of been brushed over according to the story. Well, I mean, I I would say, I hope that, um, you know, I mean, none none of that was in this particular episode, but um, maybe that's kind of where they're going with here's Negan. Maybe that's why they wanted to have that episode because it allows him to have his moment to explain himself. I mean, sure, Negan has saved Judith from the snowstorm. He infiltrated the Whispers and took out Alpha, and you know he proved that he wasn't going to run away during that final clash against the Whispers. But there's still got to be some of those, especially if there's any of the the old highwaymen that are still out there that can't really forgive him for what happened to their their running buddy or some of the old saviors for how they, he used to treat them or some people that are still just completely upset about yeah. Abraham or Glenn or some of the others that were lost along the way, like, you know, Dr. Harlan and some of the others. It's just... I guess Negan is such a polarizing character from a lot of aspects that fans enjoy him because he's a bit edgy, but edgy isn't a good thing to be in a zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. when you you're such a polarizing character. You got to kind of watch your back all the time. And I, I'm not sure if having to watch your back around Maggie is something that Negan is really going to have to to do well and that that makes it interesting i mean and again i think if anything this will play out in some of those later episodes with them especially with here's negan um but it is and that's what makes maggie's return so interesting because 
she is in a very different place than everybody else. And that makes it, it kind of puts the spotlight back because like I say, everybody, I mean, even, you know, Alden, like he has, he was in that boat, like, yeah, you know, there, there, there are people who, who are, who are still around, but they've kind of managed to shift their view a little bit as, as much as possible. Um, Which is strange because they didn't see as much of the positives as the viewers of the show did. I mean, a lot of the stuff that happened where Negan decided to come back or decided to take the high road, those aren't things that a lot of the characters got to see when the viewers did. So it's it's strange seeing that from from a viewer point of view compared to a character point of view. Well, it's interesting because the two characters who probably see that the most aside from Judith because I think Judith has a very keen insight into Negan's personality and doesn't you know she we know she doesn't pull any punches with them right shot him (laughs) shot at him but uh (laughs) the two the two characters that seem to have the most kind of the most interesting insight into his character are Daryl and Carol now because Daryl has fought with him and Carol worked with him and those are two people you wouldn't have expected I mean Carol had no Carol was wasn't around for the things that happened so she didn't see any of that so she saw in him you know kind of an expendable ally like it's like a suicide squad right like you're you're either gonna rot in the cell or you can go do something with your life and maybe you know get some points but, and Daryl was there to see two of his friends get their heads you know, smashed in. I die trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she didn't. She didn't see any of that. Whereas Daryl was, and Daryl was his prisoner for a while. Right. And they, you know, he felt comfortable enough to fight with him, and, and saw that you know he was out there. He didn't have to be. I mean, the thing with the scene of Beta, as frustrating as it was, you know, that it was so quick. Right. Um, you know, he did, you know, Daryl was like, well, you, you weren't even supposed to be out here and here you are. And now we're fighting, you know, like they just, it was a very natural thing. So, so yeah, I mean, it, I think a lot of those things could come back, but I think that's one of the most interesting aspects of that episode is that it's, you know, you do, it is kind of bringing those things back for better or for worse. Cause it does feel kind of rehashed, but with Maggie back, I mean, you have to do those things. So it's done well. It's a, it's a well-written episode. Um, you know, it's not spectacular, um, but it's not a bad episode. I mean, it's... Okay, it's- so does the Walking Dead universe feel a little bit more full during this episode because she returned? Does it feel like a, a, a return that needed to happen to, like, give a little bit of a jolt of energy? Or does it seem like just sort of an addition that could potentially help or what was the feeling that you got based on Maggie's return from this episode? Um, I think by the end of the episode, I started to see why she came back or, or what the, what the narrative vehicle for her return was going to be. The reason that, you know, it, it goes beyond them saving her friends and it's actually something else. There's something else going on that okay. is, covered by this 
spoilers. So there is something, uh, there is something that happens that um, we, and that's what I was saying about it being like, you could see where this would tie into season 11 because the things that happen could become bigger later on if that makes sense. Like they're, they're, it's not a one and done episode where you're just like, okay, we're going to move on to the next topic. It's something that's going to keep, they could keep going. Okay. If, if they wanted to go that direction. I don't know if they are because I don't know what the heck's going on with these episodes. But at this point, that's, that's my, my feeling is like they, there was a reason that they did what they did and that they introduced the things they did so that we could tell more stories or it opens up for the, for the, for season 11. So all right. But that kind of brings me to 1018, because if you want to talk about polar opposite episodes, that would be these two episodes. We talked about this the other day. <laughs> um, <laughs> we talked about this the other day. We talked about you know, the, there have been so many, so much talk about these episodes, um, especially 1018. And uh, the, as soon as the episodes were released, there were spoilers out and I didn't watch the episode until last night because I just kind of wanted to wait until the last minute um, and I was anxious about it. And my first impression, I, I feel kind of bad because it's, it's not, a, not a bad episode. It doesn't make any sense in any sense of, of, of the story or what it does. It's not like the other one where it could set something up for the future. It's very much what we had talked about the other day about why these episodes exist to begin with. Like what do these bonus episodes do for the greater, the greater good of the storytelling? This one seems the most out of place between the two. And it mm. could be one of the most out of place episodes I've ever seen on the series. Interesting. It's kind of random. So just <laughs> as a refresher, this episode is called Find Me. And uh, the description is Daryl and Carol find an old cabin that takes Daryl back to his years away from the group after Rick disappeared. He relives the, the painful memory of meeting a reticent survivor and the toxic events that amplified his relationship with dog. So it's a dog episode. And it's a great <laughs> dog episode. Oh my God. Dog just steals the show. And I... Uh, so from that perspective, it's a really, really good episode. Um, from the other perspective, I'm trying to choose my words carefully here because this is the one that I know people wanted to hear, hear what my thoughts were. And um, you know, obviously I'm very sensitive to the people who did look at spoilers and it does sound like most of the spoilers are um, fairly accurate, I guess, but kind of, in a misleading way, because I came away with a really different sense of what was going on and what, what's going to happen or what's going to come out of this than I think a lot of people did. And uh, just for the just for the viewers or for the listeners, I guess, as soon as we get done with this conversation, I'm going to say something to, to Adam off the air about this episode so that when we, it's not going to be spoiler. He's not going to know what this means at all, but I'm just going to kind of bookmark a, a thing that I want to come back to because that was the thing that stood out the most to me about the episode. And I know a lot of people were upset because it's, you know, it, it does, it does introduce a new character into the series that wasn't there before. And it presents 
you know, we've, we've often wondered what happened during those time jumps, you know, and that's something I've always wanted to know. I don't know about you, Adam. If Honestly, not so I much. <laughs> well, maybe it depends on the time jump, but like six years is a long time, you know? And one of the, I, I mean, for me, one of the pet peeves that I have about that particular time jump, some of them I don't notice as much. That time jump I noticed a lot because I wanted to know why the hilltop didn't talk with Alexandria anymore and why yeah. the kingdom fell apart and yeah. nobody seemed to care. Like, how could you not care that your friends are suffering? Like, how did everybody just let the saviors go? Like, not go in the, in the sense of like having their freedom, but like somebody should have known or somebody should have done something or, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't something have happened to, to give up a whole community where people could have been living, you know, like those were the questions I had. Yeah. And this episode doesn't like really answer any of those things, but like it does, you know, it is, it is an attempt to go back and, and kind of look at that, that time frame. And I think everybody wanted to know about dog and how Daryl came by dog. <laughs> this episode does do that. Uh, one of the things that interested <laughs> me a bit way. as far as this episode is uh, of course, we all know that this is going to have, quite a bit of Daryl in it most likely but Daryl disappeared after Rick's exit and the last thing that Daryl really saw from from Rick other than you know the fight on the bridge which I, I think he was there for that right? Yeah he saw the bridge blow up uh, was him and Rick fighting in that pit right? They were arguing and right they were in that pit and they and so they went from the pit. They got out of the pit and went to the bridge, or made it to the bridge together, or made it to the bridge at similar times, and then things happened. Right. So uh, this is another situation where it's possible that Daryl has more guilt for the loss of a friend because uh, he really didn't end on a good note with Rick at all. Well, and that's, I mean, when you think about, when you think about Daryl as a character, and we talked about this the other day, when you think about him as a character, I mean, he is somebody who has a lot of, whether it's, it's, it's justified or not, he has a lot of guilt yeah. that he deals with. I mean, you know, he, he lost his brother. There were some things that happened with that. He didn't have a chance to, to you know, he, I won't say he lost Beth, but Beth was lost while they were together. Yeah. And maybe that could have gone down differently. Um, you know, he. And we saw him have guilt with Maggie about that. Uh, we saw his guilt over uh, the death of Glenn, mm -hmm. which again, you know, a, a situation where he had to apologize to Maggie. And now with Rick, that guilt is more of a personal guilt, but. He's got a lot that he internalizes, and uh, it's made his comp his character a little bit more complicated. When before it was more of just a, you know, I'm an action star. I can kill a lot of, a lot of zombies. I'm, you know, I'm a rogue badass. And they touched a little bit on some of his problems with his family and his psychological well being, and they never really returned to that on the show. So I'm hoping that we can get a little bit more of a, 
a look inside Daryl rather than a look at Daryl in this episode. Right. And, you know, it, it, it's, th- those are really good points because, you know, he, Daryl is very much a, um, he's not somebody who holds on to, well, I mean, he holds on to hope, but he's somebody who's, who deals in like cold, hard facts. You know, he's a tracker. He's, um, he's very practical. He lives off the land. Like he's somebody who looks at things and he's going to make a determination. And in his mind, the, one of the biggest things, one of the, the, the things that makes zero sense in, in somebody's, you know, in his mind, somebody like him is that there was never a body, never found Rick's body. Right. And Rick was never a walker. And so in his mind, he looked at that as if there's no body, as we know in the Walking Dead universe, if you don't see a body or you don't see a walker, <laughs> then you probably, you know, barring... The only time I think I've ever had an exception to that rule was Travis. I, I, I'm pretty sure Travis died. <laughs> well, you know, that, that one made sense because there was a lot <laughs> going on in that helicopter, but it's... Uh, I mean, it's possible, I suppose, you know, I mean, for a while, we all thought that, that, uh, that Troy Otto was coming back and, and Madison brained him pretty good. She sure did. (laughs) I I was trying to figure out how that would work. You know, I mean, the poor guy, she carved his eye out with a spoon the first time they met. And then the second, you know, then she clocked him in the head with that hammer. And it's like, yeah, but we thought he was coming back, you know, somehow, but. Uh, yeah, those reports were really odd. I, I wasn't buying it because that would have just been ridiculous. I'd have loved it, though. I like that character. But, yeah, yeah it's just, no, yeah. absolutely not. So that's, you know, that's, that's, uh, you definitely, you, what I love about this episode is this is a really interesting depiction of Norman Reedus doing what Norman Reedus does as Daryl best this is kind of like going back like if you wanted to to draw a parallel like this is daryl looking for sophia in season two Mm. like he was on a quest he was on a mission this was his life you get the sense that this is this is you know he wanted to be able to to figure out where rick was and that's what he was doing the whole time you know basically until carol found him in the woods in what season nine yeah um you know, that's, that's what he was doing. And it's the story that he tells, that's where people start, you know, that that's where the, the spoiler people are, are kind of getting frustrated. But I think it's a really interesting Daryl story. The, the reason that I say it feels out of place, is there, there's a couple of reasons. It, it's like, it's almost like watching these characters, but in a different show, because it just doesn't fit with what's going on. You're just kind of like, well, why, hmm. why are you here? Why are you doing this right now? How did you not know where you were? If this is where you were exploring for six years, how did you not know where you were ended? Like, why do you see, like, why do you seem surprised to, to have ended up where you are? Um, you know, so all of these things kind of play out and you're like, okay, well, like, I get that it's a quiet, you know, it's quiet. There's no major villain kind of going on right now. Oh, the whispers are gone. Um, you know, it's a good time to kind of get off and, and do some other exploring, but 
I made I made a note. Uh, um, I'm, I'm kind of looking at my notes, and one of the things that I'd written down was that the the dialogue is almost cute between Daryl and Carol, but it's also very awkward. It's like it's slightly awkward, and it just it just feels like. <laughs> It just doesn't fit with where we've been for 10 seasons. So when you watch it, you go, well, you know, it, it's like I said, it's a great dog episode. And there's some stuff in there that just breaks your heart. And you're just like, and I actually, I got a major, major vibe, um, world beyond connection with this, with this episode. And I was like, wow, something happens in this episode that reminds me of something that happened to somebody else in world beyond. And it's really cool to see those parallels and see how other people deal with it and so I was like okay that's that's all great um and I tried not to let the 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 pressure of all of the the things that I've been hearing on social media about this episode kind of impact the way I view it but without a doubt people are going to watch this episode and they're going to say why does this episode exist where does it fit in the greater scheme of things would it ever have existed beyond you know would it would it be a season 11 episode my thought is no, this episode probably never would have come to life if not for what, you know, the ability to have these extra, extra episodes. It's not something that fits in a narrative sense the way 1017 does, where there's some stuff that happens where you're like, okay, well, that could, that, that could be into a whole new story. This is, this, I don't know, it's just, it's a weird episode, but it's, it's not... As a Walking Dead fan and non-shipper, it's a great episode. It's 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 written well, and it's 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 got all the stuff in it that you like. It's got the zombies, it's got the drama, it's got the tension, it's got it ticks the boxes, huh? Prizes. Yeah, I mean it's got all that, but it's just for what it what it is and what it does. You're just like, oh man, like now. If you're not a big fan, I know that's the same question about Maggie, but if you're not a big Daryl or Carol person, this episode probably doesn't have much to offer for you. Unless you're a dog fan, I guess. Well, I think dog is going to be the uh, kind of the guiding, <laughs> the one that kind of guides everybody through this because you do see, you, you, you see where he comes from. You see why he's there and where, where this whole thing started. And like I said, it's a very touching story and it's it's very well thought out. Um, it does the little thing where it advances time really well. Also, you, you kind of, uh, you see how quickly or not quickly, but you see the time passing in the episode and how long this has been going on. And um, so you do get that sense that that you know, you're kind of going through the whole six year period in this episode. So it, it, and it moves quickly. It's, it's not like it lags in any area. Huh. Um, but it's really, I mean, it really is, it's, it's going to be very divisive. And the thing that I tell you is, I think, a perspective that changes it for, from a character standpoint. It, it, that's, that's the best way I can, I can describe it, is that it, it takes something that I, I thought I knew of a character, and it spins it in a way that I didn't expect to see. Huh. Which means nothing, really. It's, it's, <laughs> I feel bad. Now I, now I feel like Scott M. Gimble in, in such a, 
a weird way because I feel like I'm not really saying anything about anything. But will this spin make an impact on how you see this character going forward? Or oh, is this just yes. something that, oh, okay. Yes, hands down. You will, it's, it's impossible to why this episode will change a lot for everybody, really. I mean, Daryl and Carol, I mean, it's, it's their episode. Um, I think Dog comes out relatively unscathed. At least I hope he does. I mean, he's, I don't know, maybe, maybe by the time the, uh, the episode's over, people see him differently too. Possibly. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, you definitely, you definitely get that sense that, um, like like I said, it's a good story episode, you know, like it's, it's, but it doesn't feel like it fits in the larger picture of things. Yeah, it's it's like a it's very much like a bottle episode, and it, and if you didn't if if The Walking Dead was in a vacuum, and you didn't have to think about, you know, there's 30 episodes left, and you want to make the most of those episodes. I, I my personal take would be why would you have this episode? Now, one thing that occurred to me is that maybe this episode was written before they knew they were ending the show. That could explain it. Because, Do you, you know, feel like this could be a possible, well, I don't know, the way you explain it, it's hard to say that this would be a fan service episode because it doesn't sound like a, a fan service, really. It's, it's definitely, I mean, that was, you know, from the, from the very get-go, you know, and I, I mean, I, I don't think we need to, to tiptoe around that because it's a Daryl and Carol episode, so people who are fans of Daryl and Carol being together are upset. So it's not too difficult to figure out why they would, you know, what, what could happen in an episode that would make them upset. Now, if they were, if they were excited about it, then it would be fan service, right? Cause. But it is have... an episode centering around two of the most popular characters on the show right. it, who are involved in the largest ship, maybe in television right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's interesting because it, it, it's an interesting decision. And I mean, the one thing I will say is that I think it's the fifth bonus episode where they get, it's, it's another Daryl and Carol episode. So I'm not overly concerned about what this episode does in the greater scheme of things. Because the, obviously everybody's living in the same community, like nobody's running off. Like it's just, it's just weird. It's, it's nobody's. It's not like earth shattering in that sense. So, and we know that they, whatever happens in in, what would it be ten twenty one? They're back, to, like they're, they're working together on something else. So I don't know. Like I don't know where this episode is supposed to put. I don't know what it's supposed to do. And, and I think, you know, I, I will, I, I think I'll, I'll probably sum it up this way. This episode would be very, very different if I didn't have the, the episode descriptions for the upcoming episodes. So those next ones, because Carol's in, in Here's Negan too. Plus, if you didn't know that like, the Carol and Daryl spinoff was coming, this would probably be a little bit different of a feeling as well. Well, right. That's so. That's that's probably the biggest piece, which makes me wonder. 
you know, because again, I'm, I will put my tinfoil hat on and spin my, my conspiracy theories. And I will say that, uh, you know, I think they may have announced that spinoff so that people wouldn't freak out over this episode, but it also changes the way you watch the whole show. Or maybe it's setting up how that show will be. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have no I, I have no idea. I just know that from what, what I can say is, is watching the season finale, the season 10 finale, knowing that that spinoff was coming kind of ruined the whole Carol on the cliff thing. Oh, absolutely. I, I never had a sense that she was going to actually jump. Looked like it, but I never had the sense that that was going to happen because I know what, you know, like, you know that there's a spinoff coming. Now that we know what happens during the time jump, I think we mentioned this the other day in the, in the last podcast, that there was, there was always a possibility that maybe the Carol and Daryl spinoff could take place in the past. This kind of makes that impossible. Okay. Because it, it clarifies exactly what was going on in those six years for both of them. So it does, it, it, you know, it's, it's weird having that piece of information. I mean, it, I guess it's kind of like looking back, knowing that the Rick Grimes movies had been announced when we knew that he was also leaving the show. So, yeah, you know, you kind of had a sense that unless it took place in the past, he had to survive somehow, but it was just a matter of what was going to happen. I don't know, because, because, you know, poor Rick. I mean, now that we know what we know about World Beyond, he isn't necessarily alive. <laughs> we just know he didn't die in that moment. That's all we know. That's all, all we know is that he didn't die in that moment. But given how things are going over in, uh, in World Beyond, it doesn't look too great over there either. No, it really doesn't. So... So yeah. So as a whole, you're you you like the episodes, but you feel like they lack a bit of a punch that you were were hoping from them, right? Yeah, that's that's probably the best way to describe it. I mean, they're definitely not earth shattering. You know, very much uh, they are very much uh, pandemic episodes. You know, they're they're a smaller scale. I get when uh, Scott M. Gimple said that they were going to be feel more intimate. I get what that means now. They're very character driven. You know, the dialogue probably is a result of that because we don't really have, have time. You know, usually they're, they're being chased by someone or they're trying to kill someone or, you know, something bad's happening. So you don't really have a, ch- a chance to just sit down and, you know, shoot your shot with the person next to you. You don't, you don't really have those moments in a show like this. But in this, these episodes, you do. There are those moments where they just sit down and talk. And I think that's the whole pandemic aspect of it. Because, you know, it's easier to just have conversations than have to figure out how to deal with the walkers and filming all that. So, that, you know, you do get that, that sense that these are maybe a glimpse of what's to come, the way the episodes will feel in the future. I don't know. Well, I am excited for them to air, and I, I am interested to see what they have to offer me, but uh, I'm, I'm going to keep my expectations a little tempered because I know that these aren't 
like established episodes like they probably will be more of in season 11 but i gotta kind of remember that these are to hold us over not like (laughs) to to use an example i guess this is like the little snack we're gonna have to hold us over till dinner it very much is and you know if you think about when the pandemic started, and I remember uh, on Instagram, there were a lot of those, a lot of the writers were posting pictures of how they were doing their virtual writers rooms. And they were like, yeah, we, you know, we're doing season 11 and we're doing, that was long before they ever decided to do these episodes. Right. You know, I, I don't think they had this in mind. And so that's, that's my only, my only thing that, that, that kind of bugs me because I don't understand you know, yes, it's nice to have these hold you over, but at the same time, you were working on season 11 episodes because those would have been filmed over the summer so that they could air in the fall. It kind of makes you wonder if these episodes were like rejected pitches that they were able to throw together or... Yeah, and and again, they're not not bad, but they just, they don't you know, it, it, we talked with we said this this the other day. Obviously, you have to know what's going on with you with Eugene and Ezekiel and Yumiko. Right. And That's an episode that would make sense. This come the the episode of Maggie makes sense. These are questions that we have and that we need to answer, and that you know we want to have some uh, some clarity with. But some of these other ones, I mean, at least at least for this, at least for ten eighteen can't speak to the other ones but i do wonder if that that's if you're on to something with that because they do feel very much out of place it does feel out of place and i don't know you know how that how that works if it's maybe a mix of like hey we're going to do this you know we need to kind of keep the story going with you know with maggie and we need to talk about what's going on with those those commonwealth people and we'll mix in some other stuff just for the hell of it i don't know (laughs) Well, I appreciate your honesty about the episodes and answering my questions because I don't think there's much else you can really say right now about each of the shows without giving too much away or ruining some aspect of the show for for people that are going to be watching it. So I do appreciate you saying what you can and and giving little teases as to what to expect and what not to really expect. But for me, for, I think the next thing we do is we wait for the episode to air on AMC premiere and AMC, and I think we got to talk this out of the fandom and see where we're at. Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, that'll be a fun way to, to kind of utilize the podcast coming up is is you know really breaking down those episodes because there is going to be a lot to break down, and um, so I, I think that's I think people are going to need that and they're going to want that, and and uh, yeah, I mean it's it's that's that's kind of where it's at because it's i i will i i guess you know i i want to say this just to to, is kind of the close you know as a fan of the walking dead i liked the episodes um but i tempered my expectations a little bit i had to because you know i didn't know what they were going to be so you know every now and then as you know, some people like to think that I just 
I'm a cheerleader for everything. I'm not cheering so loudly for these episodes only because I don't think that they merit that kind. They're not like, you know, it's not like a Michael Satrazimus episode where, you know, the hilltops under fire and they're having this big battle and you're just like, wow, look at this. Like I've never seen this before. Or um, 908 when, uh, which is one of my favorite episodes when the whispers were first introduced and there was that, you know, the battle in the cemetery, you know, it's foggy and Jesus is fighting and, those were just insane episodes. Like I could rave about those like all day long. Yeah. The cinematography has to be just quite different for these episodes. Oh yeah. But, but it's also, it's very, um, it's very beautiful. It's very stylistic because you can do that because nobody's being chased or I shouldn't say nobody's being chased. Nobody's it's not the scale that those up, you know, like it's not the same kind of thing where you have so many things going on and so many stories you have to tie up it's one story there's one story being told so it's kind of like if you think about fear the walking dead season six where it's focused on like one group of characters that's kind of the same sense where you're you know you're not jumping around to like alexandria and hilltop and the whispers and some people in the forest and this and that like it's it's you have one group and you follow that one group now, correct me if I'm wrong, but so uh, The Walking Dead only has two or three different directors that handled all six of these episodes, right? Uh, yeah, the first two episodes are David Boyd. Um, I haven't seen the director list for the other ones. But, I mean, yes, yeah, so you're, you're definitely going to get that director's signature on these. And, and it shows. You know, there's really cool camera work. And, um, you know, the, it's like the scenery becomes a character, too because you're really kind of getting into things that you wouldn't normally be able to get into because normally it's just like, you know, it's so driven on the story and you have to get as much into those episodes because there's only 18 or 16 episodes each season. So, you know, each episode has to have so much in it. And these are just, I think that's that's the thing. It's like, they're, they're good episodes, but they're just kind of like, ah, there you go. There's an episode. Like, <laughs> you know, you end it, you're like, oh, okay. That was an episode. And, you know, but it's not like a, and they don't, you don't get the sense that they tie together. If that makes sense. Like, it's not like a, it does. Oh, can't wait to see what happens next week because of what happened this week. It's not because like I said, you already know what's going to happen because they tell you, like, I'm, I'm not giving anything away. They, they literally gave us the stories in the descriptions. So that's not a surprise. Like there's no, right. There's no continuation from week to week, except from, I think it's 1018 to 1021. Those are the two, like the Carol and Daryl episodes. So like, those are the only two that seemed to, to maybe tie into each other. I don't know. I haven't seen the other one, but just based on that, like if, you, if you're looking at them, you're like, okay, well maybe those are related, but you know, it's going to be a Gabriel and Aaron episode. And it's going to be a Negan episode. It's not like, you know, this one spins into this one spins into this one. I don't get that sense at all. So, so yeah, so hopefully that was uh, helpful. <laughs> or at least give you something to think about. My honest thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I told everybody on social media I would be as honest and truthful as 
I possibly can. And, and that's about as honest and, and, and truthful as I can be. You, you know, obviously not revealing spoilers, but, um, but yeah, like I'm, it's, it's good to have the show back. It'll be nice to have something to do on Sunday nights with everybody, but um, it's a different kind of Walking Dead episode all you know the two that I saw and I, I think the next ones will be too they're, they're different and different can be good and it can be bad so it just it really depends on the viewer you know you may you may watch 1018 and be like wow that that was a great episode and I'm not even into Carol and Daryl but you may be into the story I don't know yeah there's gonna be a lot of spoiler free reviews out there and hopefully you trust Sarah Beth and Undead Walking to give you some truth and honesty in their feelings about the episodes and but there will be others out there who maybe have different feelings and as a viewer you're entitled to your own feelings as how do you feel about it so yeah i mean it's going to be a lot of different opinions out there a lot of different takes and honestly until you watch the episode yourself i don't think it's anything to get too upset about but once you see it then then react to it let us know how you feel Let's know if yeah. you felt the same. I mean, it'd be kind of fun to, to hear from viewers a little bit more often about how they feel about some of the things that we were talking about. You know, it, it's, it's absolutely true. And um, I, I will, I will leak this little thing. I've, I've been playing around with new software and I found a software where we can have live callers call, like call in as we're podcasting. So maybe we can do that. And maybe like, I would actually love to have somebody on who watches 1018, who said they wouldn't watch 1018 so that we could hear what they think. Like, I, I, I want to hear from people <laughs> about their, about what they think, but I, but they need to see the episode to be able to do that. Like right. You know, and I'm, I'm not I'm like trying to, you know, bribe people to, to watch the episode for just for the hell of it. But it's like, I really want to know, like the people who, didn't think they'd like it to see what they feel after they watch it because I think that's interesting I mean we all have different opinions I mean there's there are characters that that you like that I don't like there's characters I like that most people don't like that you know I mean I was sitting here waving the the fear the walking dead banner for two seasons and now everybody likes the show but I liked it oh you were getting absolutely massacred on social media (laughs) over that yeah, yeah. I and I just it. kept having to say, you know, I, I don't agree with you about what's going on on there, but, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. Well, you know, that's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's that's what we're here for. And, and uh, you know, it, it, we're, it's just a TV show. We're just fans of a TV show, but we all see different things in, at different times, you know, and that's, that's I think, the, the biggest the biggest takeaway from this. And so I'm really interested to see what, you know, I, I, I try not to use the word die hard, but <laughs> I want to know what die hard walking dead fans think about these episodes. Cause I'm, I'm curious myself. I, I, I just am, I think it's, I think it'll be an interest. It's an interesting thing. And, and so I'm curious to see how it, how they're received by everybody. Absolutely. So so yeah, so I think uh, we will end it there. There's a lot to look forward to this week. We'll have to see how we can play around with that first episode because I know it airs next Sunday and technically 
we're not supposed to talk about it, but it's on air. Like you will have seen it. So technically maybe we can do like a, a reaction type thing. I don't know. We'll figure it out, but we will always, (laughs) Adam and I will be here with you guys to, uh, to, to walk through all of these things. So, um, if you have any questions, hit us up on social media. Um, Adam's a really easy one. His is MN Viking zombie. True. Which if you, if you, if you saw the picture of him, you'd get it because he, he very much looks like a, a Viking, not a zombie, but he likes zombies. True. The big red beard uh, is a bit of a, a giveaway when it comes to the Viking look, which I think it works pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that that's probably why you can deal with that negative 10 degrees. And I can't, cause I don't have a giant beard. So <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, you know, grow a beard and you'll be good to go. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a. I think I'll pass on the beard, but you know, <laughs> I'll maybe I'll get one of those crochet ones or something. Oh, those are fun. But, uh, but yeah, please check out my work yeah, on Undead Walking. I write an article over there every once in a while, not too often anymore. I recently put one out about uh, Michael Cudlitz on the new show Clarice, and I like that show, and I hope that you check it out and like it too. Yeah, Clarice is awesome and um, definitely want to support all of our, our Walking Dead family. And then that's one of the new shows that is uh, definitely good. I, I, we're just talking about Prodigal Son and, and uh, Tom Haynes doing great work over there. And, and uh, so there's some there's some good shows to, to watch if you're not feeling these episodes. But, you know, Walking Dead's going to be back pretty soon and, and we'll all be able to enjoy that together or you know, watch together. Absolutely. Watch I'm also part of the fanside family over at the Viking Age, where if you're into the yeah. Minnesota Vikings, you can check that out. I'm putting articles out over there pretty often. And honestly, and just I, I just love football. Over doesn't mean that you don't have anything going on over there. Oh, that's true. Things are ramping up. All these free agents happening, coaching hires. Uh, people are fired up for the draft. All these new players that are going to be coming into the league. It's it's always an exciting time over there at the Viking Age. Yeah, that's the cool thing about fan-sided. There is something for everybody. And um, lately I've been writing over at uh, Winter is Coming and Culture Us. And uh, so you can see just about if it exists, if it's a fandom, I've been talking about it, which is weird. So there's a little bit of Walking Dead stuff over there. There's some uh, Viking stuff. There's uh, not football. Kardashian stuff. Oh my God. I wrote about the Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about that, but I have written about the Kardashians written about teen mom. That was, that was an interesting one. Um, there's, so there's some really interesting things. I think I, I think I like the zombies better, but. Did you uh, see that? Like the American version is teen mom. And then like the British versions teen mom. <laughs> oh Lord. That's hilarious. That is hilarious, yeah. I've never seen either, but I saw the difference in the titles, and I'm like, oh, okay. That well, makes that easy. They have the queen. Yeah, they have the queen mom, so I guess that makes sense, but <laughs> good lord. Yeah, so, there, so we've got all sorts of stuff, but you know what? We're here doing this podcast, and uh, we are, you know, we're, we're still dedicated to bringing you Walking Dead content. Uh, as we get closer, there will be some interviews and stuff like that. So, so keep an eye out. We'll keep keep you posted on social media. And um, yeah, so Adam, 
at MN Viking Zombie, and I am at Sarah Beth Pollock. And obviously, there's at Undead Walking FS if you want to hit us up over there. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's it. I think that was the the. If I say any more, I might might start giving away spoilers. So we better end it here. <laughs> yeah, we said we were going to keep this short, and that didn't happen. Yeah, that didn't happen. So you might get a commercial break somewhere in the middle that sounds really weird. And I apologize for that because I was supposed to say like, and now a commercial break, but I didn't. Um, so if it pops up, that's why. But Sarah Beth keeps inviting me back and I keep coming back. So maybe maybe you'll hear me again soon. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Well, no, Adam's always going to come back because somebody has to get me through this because uh, I can't do it alone and I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else but Adam. So thank you for joining me, uh, Adam, and uh, we'll be back. We're going to talk about whatever, whatever else comes up uh, this week. I'm sure there's going to be a whole bunch of new stuff coming up and uh, then we'll be with you as we get into these, these episodes. They're, we're a week away from all sorts of new stuff. So, um, so with that, I will leave you with, uh, you know, everybody, you need to stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, and watch out for those walkers and we will see you soon. Thanks everybody. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.